Blog Talk Radio. Ran the ball. 
and ran the ball. And ran the motherfucking ball. And three yards, four yards, three yards, two yards, five yards, one yard. Hey, they kept running the ball. And you know what? I couldn't stop him. I was so mad. And in all these years, I have never seen a real-life football game. That is the last night. I thought I was watching the EAFL commissioner play Stop the Train last night. And for those of you who don't know, Stop the Train is our very own Dr. Train. That, that's who's talking about. Magnificent. But I know he must have watched that game last night. Talking about, hey, brother Jack, that's my style. You stole, that's what I do, brother. Come on, Train. Tell me deep down you weren't sitting there thinking, this is what I'm talking about, right? This is what I'm talking about. Come on, Dude. It was it was it was beautiful. I tell coworkers today, I'm just like that right there was superb coaching. You know what I'm saying? That's how I would be if I was coaching. I'm like we running this motherfucker. Quarterback be like, but but I'm but I'm ready. I'll tell you ready when you ready. We running this damn ball until they stop it, and they ain't stop it like most of the night. I love so, it. So I'm doing things a little different order tonight because I can. We're going to start with the Dak Guy Award because it's applicable to last night's game, okay? Because we saw Coach Belichick and the Patriots. We say Coach Belichick because we know he designed the plan, right? We know he's the one who designed the plan. Three passes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 222 yards. What? And they won? So, you know. After the game, uh, uh, Sean McDermott, the coach, said, oh, no, let's not give Bill Belichick too much credit. Let's not give him too much credit here. Okay? And then uh, Jordan, some guy named Jordan Posey, who I've never heard of in my life, and Micah Hyde, who we all know Micah Hyde can ball. We know who he is, got mad because the, the, the media asked, um, are you embarrassed? This is the first time since the 70s that something like this has happened where a team threw the ball three times and ran it more than 40 and won? First time since the 70s? Are you embarrassed? This dude's got attitude. Why are you going to ask us that, man? Like, you know, about respect. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Hey, look, man. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you got, you got your ass
and then I'll let you guys jump in here on this one. But the Dak Guy Award goes to head coach and those two defensive backs who should have just stayed humble and said, yes, we're embarrassed. Yes, we lost. Can't believe we lost. They, you know, we gave up 14, we scored 10, we should have held the seven, and we would have won. We should have stopped the run. We didn't stop the run. We're going to go back and watch the field and learn from it. That's what you should have said. Not, oh, man, about respect. Yeah, respect, you got your ass ran over like a truck. Shut up. Okay, I'm done. Anybody got anything to say about that game last night? I'm just, I've just never seen anything like it, which is why I wanted to start talking about it. What y'all, what y'all think? I felt the same way. Shoot, I thought we was watching um, college football back in the '80s. All I was missing, missing was the wishbone offense. <laughs> yeah, man. it was a old. It was an old school game, man. Um, when I saw the an hour before kickoff, and I saw the elements and how the wind was just 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 swirling, essentially. Like I knew that it would have to alter the game plans. To a pretty significant degree, but even my expectation wasn't uh, prepared for Bill Belichick. <laughs> I did not expect three, three pass plays. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I just I was in awe of the discipline and commitment to the game plan, and uh, obviously the elements of something to do with it. But it was just fantastic. And, and that's the part where I did where I, where I did just piggyback off and pick up from was that those players sold out and executed that thing. Like every single down, it didn't. It didn't matter if they if they ran on first down and got one yard. Them players lined up as if they had gotten the first down on 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 first down. But no, it was second and nine, and they still executed their blocks like it was none. Did you see the breakdown when they showed the wide receiver cracking down and the guys pulling? I was just like, God damn, that is that that is beautiful. Uh, Nagy, are you watching this shit? Just imagine if that was David Montgomery. My bad. I'm digressing. It is not about. It is not about. Not 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 about my shitty team. Anyway, um, that was that's good, man. That's, that was beautiful. That's you good? <laughs> no, I just said that was. God, I mean, just the the coaching and the execution when you, when you watch that game, it's just every single down is like he's going to hand it off. He's really going to hand it off, third and 13. He's really about to hand this motherfucker off. Like, he's not going to pass this ball. Third quarter, still handing this motherfucker off. He's not passing this ball. He passed the ball to damn near fourth quarter. He had one pass between the first when they wanted to try to keep the ball and not give it back. Oh, my God. You know, yeah, yeah. that was almost, was almost like, fuck you. We can beat you, and we don't even have to pass the ball. Because I mean, come on, this is not this is not the first game in forty years with inclement weather. Okay, and yet mm-hmm. we and this you don't go into the game, look at the weather, and say, okay, guys, change the plans. We're going to run the ball all game. No, they had to they had to plan this out. They had to talk about this during the week. They had to sit there and say, okay. This is what this is what the weather is saying. So this is what we need to be prepared to do. Like they came in and they executed that bullshit, and that was mm-hmm. like sticking a little finger up to to the Bills, saying you ain't gonna be able to do nothing about it. That's how much better than you we are. You won't be able to do any a damn thing about it. We're gonna run it. 
again. We're going to run it some more. Just when you think we're going to pass it, we're going to run it again. I mean, gangster. So I will give I will give only one person on the Bills team a little bit of, just a little bit of, uh, I don't know why I want to call it praise, but just to still see Josh Allen guard. I don't know what that dude arm is made of, but God damn. <laughs> Anything between 10 to 15 yards. They oh were throwing that hole in there like it was no yeah. wind. I'm just like, what the yeah. hell? Are you piercing the wind with your ball, though? Well, that's Josh Allen. <laughs> well, that his arm talent is, is insane. His, yeah, his arm talent is insane. He even had, he even had that yeah. deep pass to Diggs. That was right on the money. That Diggs just dropped. And it's just like, how the fuck did he just throw that ball in, in you know, 30-mile-an-hour wind like that? But you know what, though, is just the opposite with what the Patriots are doing. The, you know, McDermott could have said, I got to do what a Howard's on his right shoulder. I'm just going to throw the ball on you, see what happens, because he can, he can pierce with his arm. So what you going to do about yeah. that? All I got it yeah. open because the ground was slick, and you know when the ground's slick, the the, the offense has a, a better advantage in the defense because they know where they're going. Mm-hmm. Throw that ball off yeah. and run it on throw it on you. I mean, honestly, the Bills had to – they had to go in with that game plan. Like, they had to pass the ball. They weren't they, – they're not a running team. And, honestly, Josh Allen is their, is, it was their, is their, was their best weapon for the day. So the only way they were going to win it is doing it the way they were doing it. They just – compared to execution, they just crushed it. Both sides of the ball. Yep. yep. And you win yeah. the game this in the is, trenches. This is quickly becoming – a must-watch rivalry. I'm already ready for their next game in a couple of weeks in Foxborough, and I'm already feeling like, you know, now that, now that y'all done ran your mouth, especially the coach, I mean, why would you give of any coach in, in not just football, of any coach or any sport, fuck, not just any sport, and any coach, in, even the coaches that don't coach no more, <laughs> why would you give him Bulletin board material. Bill Belichick, the guy who we know used to have Tom Brady playing up 40 points in the fourth quarter just to send a message, and now you have another game to play in his stadium? Why would you give him anything? You couldn't beat him in your own stadium. Now in a couple of weeks you got to go You got to go see him in his stadium? I mean, I get you know, remember Ryan, and we, I'm not going to kiss the ring and all that. Yeah, Ryan did all that talking. He had a couple of good games against Belichick, went to the AFC Championship and whatnot, but he never made a Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, like I get not wanting to, you know, kiss his ass, but on the other side of it, there is a healthy level of respect you want to have for that man. That man, I mean, we saw what happened this year, you know, from 2-4 and four to 7, I mean, to well, 9-4. and four. I wouldn't want to piss him off. If I'm a coach, I'm I'm doing all that humble, that you know. Oh, they're a great coach. He's, you know, oh well, you know, greatest coach of all time. I man, I'd be blowing smoke, going there, shaking his hand. And, you know, hey man, I'll be up a day early. Want to grab dinner? <laughs> I mean, McDermott should have just been uh, uh, fire hosing his own damn team for not fucking tackling and and, and shooting gaps. Because I mean, like, good grief, they were getting yeah. ran over. <laughs> like this, yeah. that's what you should have been telling me. Like, yeah, yeah, they need to tackle better, way better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did Did yeah. y'all hear I, about I, the, Did y'all hear about the? Um, I think it was an early morning uh, phone call that Belichick had because I guess he does some type of 
uh, some show calls into him just to kind of recap the game before they ask me, Coach, how you doing? He says, I'm doing all right. A little run down, but okay. I spell out laughing, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a little run down. Oh, no, I, <laughs> yeah. I see that. A little run down. <laughs> I, was, I, I was tolerant. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually heard I, actually, I heard the audience, and um, it was definitely a – a. you could tell that it was – yeah, I heard you, Sean, Sean McDermott. I heard you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Oh, my goodness. So, did y'all, so I don't know – when y'all watched the game, did y'all watch uh, the the Peyton's Channel L on ESPN2 at any part of the game? That's all I watched. I did not, night. actually, for the first time. Uh, and so, and just the only thing I want to call out, one of the things I want to call that I thought was hilarious, they said uh, at one point Eli told, told, told he said, uh, hey, uh, you know, since uh, we can't get any uh, – uh, since we can't, you know, do any analysis on uh, Mac Jones, Matt Jones throwing the ball in the game, let's, uh, let's take a look at him on the sideline and see if we can get some of them warming up and uh, seeing how well he throws the ball. And they literally put the camera to the sideline, and they're doing an analysis of Matt Jones throwing the ball as he's warming his arm up there. Yeah, that would look crisp. That would look good coming out. That's like, <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Um, they had a couple right. uh, there that was selected. Yeah, they did. So, move on from the game. Um, Want to just shout out the Detroit Lions. And, you know, not just because they got a win. Um, but, you know, if you saw the post game or even caught it on ESPN or um, Dan Campbell, and you know, he he named all the victims of the shooting they had in uh, Michigan and um, that Oxford, uh, Oxford, I believe it was Oxford High School, and, um, and you know, you want to you want to get disgusted, just look into that and the the boy that did the killing and his parents and that whole thing. I'm not going to waste time, not waste, but we're not going to cover that here. I, I, we had a lot of football to talk, but if you want to get disgusted, just go ahead and and, and look into that. It'll turn your stomach. It's unbelievable, but but the fact that they got a win and then said, you know, gave gave kind of to the community and to the families of the victims and named all the victims and said, hey, um, we just hope if any of you were you know able to watch the game that we were able to give you three hours of kind of a break of everything you've been going through. I mean, I really thought that that was class, class personified. Yep. Like that was just, you know, like it it, it touched me that they did that. So I just want to shout that out. Obviously, the Lions are a terrible football team, so we're not going to shout out one win and ten losses or whatever it is. Um, but what they did was – and if you didn't go Google it, it's just it's great to watch. It gives, it's just a good feel-good moment, holiday season and all that, you know. And you just imagine, like, you know, everybody's lost. And you imagine losing somebody that way and then, you know – like a month before, right around Thanksgiving, and a month before Christmas, it's just it's just it's this world. I tell you, but kudos to the Lions and the Lions organization and for Dan Campbell, the head coach. Um, I like Dan Campbell. He, he gets looked at playing hard each and every week. I know we're not big on moral victories, but you can at least tell that the, the team and players buy into whatever he's uh, offering out uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, yep, hundred percent agree. Yep. He's the yep. as a coach, so. 
Definitely agree. Yeah. The way he listed those names and, and you know he was going to do it, that, that was that was hard. Yep. Um, all right, so um, curious. So I did a little quick show um, Sunday. I had the halftime of the second game, and I talked about a few things just because I just wanted to get some shit off my chest. Sometimes I just get that way. I got it. It shit starts to build up, and I think a lot of it was because we didn't do a show last week. And I get, I just get, I get very frustrated watching all of the shows. I try to watch. So this is my routine. Uh, I'm usually up early, so I watch some of Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max because I really like Max, but he's not as good on this show as he was on First Take. But I watch some of that. I watched some of First Things First um, with Bouchard and Nick Wright and those guys. I watched Get Up. I don't watch all of any of these shows, but I watched some of them. I watched Get Up and Get Up. And, and so a lot of, like, Get Up, they play an hour, and then they, they pretty much replay the first hour. Okay, so you really, you know, it's two hours, but you just replay the first hour. And then I watch the first half hour, the first segment of, Shannon and, and Skip, and then depending on work, you know, then I would get into the work day. I, I usually have to pause, and but as as I have free time throughout the day, I go back and forth between um, Undisputed and uh, First Take, and I watch. I generally skip through the basketball segments unless I'm watching it live. I just watch only the football segments, and then I watch. Um, Again, I, it's, I, I can't sit and watch all of these things. It's just throughout the day and into the evening, and then I'll end up the day with NFL Live, right? So I, I try to, particularly on like a Monday and a Friday, those are kind of the big days I try to do it. And during a week, I catch this, that, and the other thing, right? And so I get frustrated because I hear ridiculous things, Okay. So I'm curious. I'm not going to tell you guys. Now if, you, if you listened, I don't think you did because I didn't tell you guys I did it, so you'd have no reason to go, oh, I didn't advertise it. So you'd have no reason to go listen to my little brief show that I did. So you won't know my position. So I'm not going to tell you my position. But I'm going to ask the three of you, and I'm going to start with K-Star and then JB and then Dr. Train. And I want to know your position on Antonio Brown being suspended for three games for what he did. And if you don't know what happened, I'll give you the feedback. If you do know, I won't bother repeating it because it's been talked about enough. So um, Antonio Brown, suspension, three days. Curious your thoughts. Start with K-Star. Um, Well, I'm a bit biased as a Steelers fan in Washington and jumped for so long. I at first – Instinct whenever something anything happens is to defend him, but it's pretty hard to defend this, right? So like this is a uh, potential crime, I think maybe. Um, though I don't agree it necessarily. I feel like this. Uh, Antonio went above and beyond deception, right? Like that, it it borderline on criminal activity, and you know what. I don't know if he uh, encouraged or got with other players to do something similar, but they really had the potential to turn a league 
season upside down if if there were multiple players across multiple franchises doing the same thing. Um, it was irresponsible. It was, again, borderline criminal. And, again, my first instinct is the one defend Antonio, but this is pretty indefens- indefensible. Um, so the question is, on his three-game suspension. It probably it it probably should be longer. It probably should be for the rest of the season because he jeopardized the season, from my perspective. So you think the suspension was light and it should have been longer even up to the rest of the season? Am I quoting you correctly? Correct. Okay, yes. thank you. Um, JB, same question. Yeah, I was going to say literally the same thing. Yeah, he should have been suspended a whole lot longer. It makes me think about Lyle Collins with his suspension just because either he didn't take the, the test when he was supposed to or um, he tried to, to get around taking it or a doctor or whatever. I think his suspension was longer than this one. And that's just for performance-enhancing drug check and all that stuff like they normally do. This is something that's just flat-out egregious and ridiculous. So, yeah, I, at, at least – at least to the end of the season, at least, even into next season if possible, because we're talking about a pandemic. We're talking about folks that are dying from this, and you're going to just give them three games. Three games because he basically tried to generate the whole entire process and lied about it, absolutely lied about it. So yeah, those are my feelings yeah. on it. Okay. Dr. Train. Man, I'm not going to go longer. Man, you know, uh, I'm, I'm good with the um, – I am – I'm, I gotta, I gotta word this. Uh, I, I don't want to miss worry about saying I'm good. What the NFL decided to do, I guess, is a better way of putting it. Is that uh, it could definitely stand to be more for uh, for what it was. Uh, I, I don't. I'm, I, I know you just wanted to answer the question, but <laughs> I don't think folks understand how serious COVID is. Um, um, yeah, but uh, we're not. We're not here. Yeah. To, I, I yeah. Yeah, that's what I know. I I know that's that's what I know. I I I say that only to say for for what he did. That's uh, <clears throat> even if you weren't playing a damn sport, that's that's to me that's pretty serious. Uh, so yeah, it, it definitely stands to me. <clears throat> so, yeah, so I'm not clear though your position. So you're good with the three games? Do you think it should have been longer? Or? <laughs> Um, longer. Okay. Longer, really. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So you know, and I and I, I you know, and I didn't. I I I wanted to stick. I you know, I don't disagree with you, train on the whole COVID stuff, but I really wanted to keep it to football, um, because that's what this is about. This isn't this isn't about anything but a football player and what he did as a member of the NFL and the NFL imposing a penalty. So I wanted to kind of stick to that. So the three of you unanimously agree that the penalty was um, at, 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 at least sufficient, but, in, in, you know, you agree that it, it could have and should have been longer. Okay. So I'm going to be the dissenter of the group, and let me explain to you why, and I'm more than happy to listen to your rebuttal to what I'm going to say, and I'll try to keep it brief. I am not – I do not have a problem in general with the three-game suspension for what he did. The problem is when I compare it to Aaron Rodgers. Now, 
There is a difference, and I'm well aware of the difference. Aaron Rodgers didn't lie to the NFL. Antonio Brown did. The NFL knew that Aaron Rodgers wasn't vaccinated. Antonio Brown obtained a fake vaccination card to fool the NFL into thinking he was vaccinated. And apparently, because there are federal seals on the card, it is a federal offense, apparently. Now, to me, that's that's for the feds to deal with. That's their issue. Um, But apparently, that's what we're hearing. But my problem is this. Both men violated COVID protocols. Antonio Brown got a fake card to give the impression that he was vaccinated when he wasn't. Aaron Rodgers publicly said that he was immunized when he wasn't. And then we have video of him at a Halloween party with no mask on. We have endless video of him at press conferences, no mask on. We have video of him on the field talking to um, Jalen Hurts, or I'm not sure if it was Jalen Hurts or no, I think it was the Arizona quarterback. Uh, quarterback uh, whispering in the ear, no matter. Um, we have plethora of video of him endangering the lives of of reporters, of NFL players, because we now know he wasn't immunized. Immunized. The NFL knew he wasn't immunized, and nothing happened. And then when it came out. Because of the party, they fined him $15,000. But Antonio Brown, who lied, got a fake card, then went and got vaccinated. Somehow or another, that fact just gets ignored. He was wrong. I'm not defending him. He was wrong. But somewhere in there, he realized he was wrong and went and did something about it. That don't matter. He did something that would now make him and his team safe. And Rogers didn't do that. We don't see Aaron Rodgers. I still haven't seen Aaron Rodgers in a mask. No, they had a bye week, but still. So, to me, my problem is either Antonio Brown's penalty was too stiff or Aaron Rodgers was too light. I would err on Aaron Rodgers should have at least got two games. Maybe three, maybe more, but at least two games. He didn't get one game. He got $15,000. I'm sorry. Jay, I'm going to find you 15 cents. Because that's what they just did. Jay, your penalty for that egregious act is a fine of 15 cents. Please, please pay the cashier on your way out the store. Is that going to hurt? Nope. Well, $15,000 to a man who's made over $200 million in his career ain't going to hurt, ain't going ain't gonna to affect him. So he gets away with it? And you knew? You knew he wasn't vaccinated. And you did nothing? I just, I am, I am, I'm appalled at this, and I'm even more appalled that there aren't more people up in arms. Everybody wants to come down on Antonio Brown, and yes, he's wrong. Three-game suspension. Yep, got it. No problem with it at all. But somewhere in there, people forget the man realized, and from what I read, pretty quickly after he made the fuck up and said, you know what, I think I better go get vaccinated. That doesn't count for anything. That doesn't matter compared to what Aaron Rodgers did, who still isn't vaccinated, who still, from what I saw, wasn't walking around with a mask. So you got a guy who's the face of the league, and he gets away with literally, potentially murder, but you throw the book at Antonio Brown? I just, I, now, now I'm, I am 
I am happy to have one of you correct me and tell me where I'm wrong here. Tell me where I'm wrong for thinking that Aaron Rodgers should have got a much stiffer penalty compared to what Antonio Brown got. Somebody please tell me where I'm wrong. Well, I have a, my assumption was that everyone in the Packers organization knew and that by virtue of that, Aaron Rodgers was <clears throat> following protocol for unvaccinated players. Is that not the case? Aside from that, I, I guess the Christmas party or whatever party that was. I can only tell you what I saw with my eyes, and I saw him at every press conference without a mask. Okay, Carson Wentz, who is not vaccinated, who publicly came out and said, I am not vaccinated. When you see him on the field after games, he's got a mask on. Aaron Rodgers does not. When you see him at a press conference, he's got a mask on. Aaron Rodgers does not. That's what I saw. I can't tell you what happened in the locker rooms and behind closed doors. Maybe he had a mask on, maybe he didn't. I don't know. But I find it hard to believe that he comes out on the field after a game with no mask. He goes to the press conference, gets on the mic, no mask. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys remember Rudy Gobert a year and three quarters ago who made a joke about COVID and touched all the equipment, and two days later everything was shut down? So I can tell you what I've seen over the last several weeks. So what he did behind closed doors, maybe he was all masked up behind closed doors. Maybe. But he should have had to masked up in front of us. It's my understanding that he followed whatever the unvaccinated protocol is in terms of um, staying in the hotels, eating particularly away from from the vaccinated players, those sort of things. But, yeah, I don't have an answer about the uh, media stuff that seemed to cut against all that. Listen, saw the guy go on the field after the games, shaking hands and hugging players with no mask on. Week after week after week. We saw it. I mean, that's what my point is. Like, yeah. why isn't anybody upset about it as I am? Like, why isn't the book being thrown at this guy? Why was that okay? Why was it okay when it happened? If the, if the Packers knew and the NFL knew, why why was that okay? Now, I thought it was going to be a stiffer penalty myself. I mean, since you compared to what Antonio Brown's doing, yeah, you're absolutely right. I can't disagree with that. Had you not made that comparison, yeah, it's different. But that's a that's a fair comparison. I can't find fault with that. I would look at it more of, of Aaron Rodgers that got a much different penalty than did rather than um, Tony Brown. Um, they they put too heavy of a sledgehammer on him. I'll at it that way. Okay, I'm good with that. No, nah, the way you uh, the the way you actually put that T, you know. Uh, no, nah, it makes it doesn't make the NFL uh, look good. Um, if and I'll just say I agree with everything you said. Period. Uh, it is the short end of it. Well, but I, I'll simply say uh, just thinking about it more uh, the way you uh, the way you put that. If the NFL is truly serious about was truly serious about COVID from the from the rip, uh, any violation in policy should have should have led to games, suspension of games. Absolutely. Like from Absolutely. from the jump. Like right. Absolutely. Not, not not players catching COVID, but just violation of policy. You don't show up to the press conference with a mask, you don't wear a mask in, in the situation you're supposed to wear a mask. Any of that should have led to games su- su- suspension suspension of games. Uh, and because to yeah. me 
that that's where that's that's, that's their that's their bread and butter. I mean, they want they want to play in the games, and they want to get paid. So, how do you how do you get to people real quickly? That wallet. Yeah, yeah. Take a game paycheck away from these guys. I mean, you know, four of us we're all we all employed. I mean, you know, we all don't make you know the doctor train you know money, but we're all employed. Take one paycheck away. You know, but take one paycheck away and tell me you don't feel it. Just one paycheck and tell me it don't hurt. I don't give a damn. I, 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 you know, I ain't Elon Musk, okay? Take one paycheck away. These guys, take a paycheck away. They'll feel it. You know, whether, I don't know, $500,000 a, a game is probably making or more. million dollars a game. I don't know what he's making, but a lot. Take, take, spend them. They just did it to Antonio Brown, three-game suspension. And now, who knows what that's going to mean for his career because, it's not like Bruce Arians came out and gave him a vote of confidence. The good news for Antonio Brown is he's got Tom Brady in his corner, but Brady can only do so much and will only go so far. So we'll see. We'll see what happens to uh, Antonio Brown's career, you know, after the three-game suspension. His high ankle sprain nope. will be by the Bucks, or will he be back on the field? Um, you know, but if, they, if the Bucks release him, I know, I know a team down in Texas that, that should take him because – you know, with, with, with our receivers, you know, getting hurt in and out. But we could, we could use a fourth stud like that. You know what I mean? You want to come to another contender? I was going to say, I did hear that, at least there's rumors. I don't know how, you know, if there's any merit to them. I did hear rumors that you might get cut. But I feel like they would have done that already. And my feeling is they may have floated that idea out, but Tom Brady probably shot that shit down in a nanosecond. So he's staying. <laughs> I think they could cut him. He's suspended. I don't think they can cut him while he's suspended, though. While well, suspended? I've, I've okay. Never heard okay. I think they'd have to wait until the suspension is up to. Um, but I could be wrong, but I'm all positive about right because part of the suspension is paid. So, you know, you cut him, you know what I mean? Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I, but I agree yeah. with you on the Tom Brady. I think if Tom Brady says, look, we need him, Okay. You yeah, cut him at the end of the season. <laughs> That's fine. But we need him. We definitely need him. So, um, yeah. All right. All right. Um, next topic. We ain't even gotten into We getting into some meaty stuff, but there's some, you know, we didn't do a show last week, so work with me. Um, exactly. You know, we talk about it on this show, quarterback head coach. We also talk about coaching matters, right? talked about it a number of times. And we just talked about the Patriots and, and the Bills and how coaching made the difference in, in, in that game. Well, you know, I don't watch a lot of college football, but you guys saw my text. I did watch Georgia and Alabama. And I got to tell you something. Um, every show that I watch, I just laid them all out. I don't know that I, I think – Honestly, I think the only person that picked Alabama was Stephen A. Smith. But I don't give that any credit because I think sometimes he just does things to be different. I don't think I don't I, I don't give that I don't give that any football credibility. All right? But all of the college football experts almost unanimously. JB, can, you know, I know you follow it a lot closer than me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Georgia was the overwhelming pick in that game. Am I, am I wrong? Nope, not wrong. Okay. Now, not only did Alabama win, 
but they went, they, they, they blew them out. Okay? Blew them out. Okay. Now, that happens in sports. It happens. But what was very interesting was the post-game press conference with Nick Saban, who is the Bill Belichick of college football. And his comments were, yeah, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but pretty much, yeah, we, we heard you guys all week. We heard you. And, and he made an analogy to rat poisoning. Y'all was putting that rat poisoning out there all week, and, you know, we, we, we fed off of that. We ate that rat poisoning up, something to that effect. So, you know, when, when, these, when these shows that, that people say are, are just noise and oh, we don't pay any attention to it, let me tell you something. That's a bunch of bull, okay? We live in a 24-hour news cycle, okay? We've seen guys with, I mean, you know, T.O. pulling a cell phone, I, oh no, it wasn't T.O. I think it was Joe Horn pulling his uh, yeah. cell phone out of his out of his sock, and you know it, it, these guys they're on Twitter, they're on Instagram, you know instantly. I mean they're in the locker room. We saw Antonio Brown doing a Facebook Live video with Mike Thomas, you know, in the, in the other room doing his spiel, and these guys trust me. All that stuff is being said. Stephen A. Smith's up there talking smack. And then Jerry Jones comes on to a first take with Michael Irvin and barely talks to Stephen A. Smith. Oh, he knows that Stephen A. Smith is a hater. You know, these guys know. Kevin Durant knew that Stephen A. Smith had told them that called his move the weakest move in the history of pro basketball. These guys know. They watch. They listen. They get sound bites, right? And so when the pundits were giving Alabama no chance, Nick, Nick Saban said very frankly and quickly, hold my beer. So don't underestimate the power of the media was my point on that. And congratulations to Alabama on a great win, and we'll see what happens in, in the playoffs. But um, I don't know, JB, I know I, – actually, I know all you guys probably follow college football a lot closer than, than me. You guys have anything to add? My only point was the media part, but y'all can, you know, you can say what you want. Anything y'all want to add? Well, Saban's always talked about rat poison. That's that's something that he's been talking about for years. And the performance doesn't really surprise me. I think folks were having Georgia as a heavy favorite because of the way Alabama struggled against Auburn. But folks don't realize that that rivalry, no matter – you throw the records out with that rivalry. You basically burned that. So when they came out with downtown Georgia, I think Georgia felt like, yeah, we got y'all. No, y'all really don't. And um, – that's when they really started to play football and Georgia couldn't do anything about it. They're still two of the best teams in the country by far, but who's the dominant day in and day out? Hey, man. Hey, the good thing about Alabama winning is uh, road tie. Let's case there anything to add before we move on. No, nah, man, Nick Saban's a beast. That's all, that's all that needs to be said. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, K-Star, you're on deck. We're about to talk about your Steelers in a minute. Um, but before we do that, let me yeah. do the power rankings. Let me do the power <laughs> rankings because I found them very interesting this week. Very, very, very interesting this week. Um, y'all, y'all, y'all should sit down and grab a drink, um, preferably of alcohol. What I'm about to tell y'all, I had to twice. I couldn't believe it. But Dr. Train 
and Commissioner Teague had the exact same power ranking. That should be uh, surprising. <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, well, the hell, is, the hell it shouldn't be. Cowboys at number five. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I wanted to. I wanted to really bad, but I, 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 I just, there it, it, it was, there was, yeah, we got a nice win, but, I, you know, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> but I'm warning y'all, they went on Sunday. Look out. Okay. They might creep back into the top five. They went on Sunday. I'm just letting y'all know. Just letting y'all know. But we'll get to that in a little bit. I, um, I had the same debate, just so you know. I had the same debate. Okay. Okay. Um, but I did want to ask, the, the one thing of all of our power rankings that jumped out, Dr. Train had the Patriots at four, K-Star had the Patriots at five, and, of course, Commissioner T had the Patriots at four. But the voice of reason, the little big brother Jay, had the Patriots at number one, I gotta ask, bruh. Talk to us. Damn. Obviously, none of us did anything close to that. So, please explain. All right. So, a couple of things here. One, they've won their last seven in a row. Two, they've been able to win basically in any kind of fashion you you ask them for. They can shut you down with the defense. They just run the ball like they did. Last night, um, they can basically beat you in a, in a myriad of different ways. And, and to take a page out of K-Star's book, in, in case more reference is needed, when we talk about point differential, they've got the best point differential in the league. Uh, so when you combine all those aspects together, then you even take a look at who they've beaten during that time frame. Uh, they, they've come across – actually, the last team to beat them was <laughs> the Cowboys. They did beat the Chargers on the road. Uh, they did beat uh, the Titans, uh, beat them pretty soundly, and then went on the road to beat Buffalo. So uh, they're rolling right now. They're rolling. They're looking really good. And the fact that the defense is playing the way it's been and Matt Jones has been efficient, minus last night, he didn't have to do anything. There's running game took care of itself. They're just beating you in different ways. So that's why I had him number one. And the prior um, the prior uh, ranking we did, I think I might have him at one or two in the prior one. I may have had him number two. And I think Arizona had lost in between then and now. So yeah, that's how it's going to be. You had him at three two weeks ago. I don't know about last week because we didn't do a show. If you guys sent them in, I didn't see them. But two weeks ago, you had him at three. You know, my my, my comment would be um, I, I, I just I don't see number one under any circumstances. I, I don't. I don't. Nothing you said swayed me at all. Um, the Cardinals are 10 and 2. I mean, there's a two-game difference in the law count. The Cardinals won two out of three without their starting quarterback and their all-world wide receiver, and they still won two out of three. They're 10 and two. And how you could put them ahead of the Cardinals, I, I, I just I, – I don't, I, don't, I don't see that at all. Um, but So that, to me, is just – I don't know how the rest of y'all feel, but that, to me, I, I don't see that even a little bit. Um, I, I, could, I, could, I, can, I can get away – I can get past – you putting them past the Chiefs or the Bucks. I can I can get I didn't do that but I could I could get there I could get them being third I can't at all under any circumstances see them ahead of the Cardinals at all and I'm not as aggressive with my thoughts on the Packers but I really don't get how you would put them ahead of the Packers either at nine and three and the way the Packers have been playing um, I you know so 
I, I don't know how you guys feel. Train or man, what that voice is a little, a little unreasoning tonight. Uh, <laughs> I don't see the Patriots as the best team. We're talking power rankings. Part of it is being the best team in the NFL. I don't, I don't see them as the best team in the NFL. They won that game last night, uh, uh, but that was still a pretty, uh, a pretty close game. I see them getting in a groove. You know, maybe three weeks down the road we'll see, but uh, the Cardinals did it without their starting quarterback a couple times, <laughs> and right. they just they just maintained. Even if you put them at two, man, I probably wouldn't even. You know, I'll probably be like, oh, okay, okay, may, may, maybe. But, you know, Packers and Cardinals are a really tough – they're two really tough teams. Um, yeah, not, 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 not the top, not the top. Yeah, I mean, it's so, like, like, I would say if you're, if you're using, if you're using uh, point differential all season, then maybe there's something to that. Um, but I don't remember the Bills – being in your top five very often, and they had, like, one of the highest ones for probably week one through six. Um, I don't know. I mean, for me, you know, I, so didn't JB, to his credit, have Patriots, like, three or something two weeks ago? What was it? Yeah. Two weeks yeah. ago, yes. Okay. So, I mean, at least there's a basis there. Where in his power rankings initially, he had them at three, and obviously they had room to grow, room to grow from three given their performance, but the problem is you still have to – I don't I don't understand how you still drop the Cardinals, you know, either, because they didn't do anything to warrant that. If anything, they've been really impressed without Kyler and, and, you know, Hopkins. So that's the only thing for me I struggle with. Okay. Um, so because – our par rankings were relatively eclectic. Um, I struggled with the point tally to do the top five, but I figured it out. Um, and I, I go off of the, if you tie, then whoever was higher the previous week or the previous par ranking state, you can't lose your ranking if you tie with a team. So keep that in mind. So at number one with 19 points, almost a perfect 20 would be the Cardinals. Uh, number two with 11 points would be the Buccaneers. Number three also with 11 points would be the Patriots. Buccaneers were, were a higher rank previously, so they that, that's the tiebreaker. So they stay number two, um, or they sit at number two. The Patriots are, are number three. Uh, Packers are number four, and the Chiefs are number five. Um, we all had the same five teams. And when I looked around at different power rankings, it was, you know, it was pretty clear that these were the top five teams. And, frankly, you know, rankings that went farther than five, many of them had the Cowboys sitting at six, which I thought was fair. I thought that was reasonable. So um, so I think we're getting to the point where we know who the cream of the crop is, you know, the top four, five, six teams. It's just trying to understand and understand how we come up with who's better than who or who do we think is the more dominant team right now. And, you know, I think for my money right now, as much as I would love to be able to say the Cowboys, we know that that ain't the case anymore. It wasn't, there was a point where I could make that case. <laughs> I cannot do that. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see because 
I'm also in the camp that I don't I don't really believe that the Cardinals are going to maintain. I just don't. So we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. I don't know who they have come in and who they're playing, but I just I'm not a believer. I'm just not. So um, we'll see. That's far ranking. Uh, K-Star, your team, <laughs> mm-hmm. your team was gifted a victory. <laughs> you got a nice gift of a win. But you know what we Whoa. say? Oh, right? Whoa. That, always, I, that doesn't matter how. A win is a win. But my question to you is, um, do, you, do you think, because I, I find it interesting that Previously, we didn't do a show last week, but everybody was down on Ben, right? You, you guys saw it all, right? Everybody was down on Ben. Uh, Ryan Clark came out and, you know, was like, you know, Ben, should, ben should, should retire and the defense is terrible and I don't recognize this team. And someone asked Tomlin, Tomlin and, you know, what do you think about Ryan Clark's statement? And, uh, frankly, surprisingly, he kind of co-signed him. I mean, I've heard him in the past when people had something to say, even former players, that he would say, well, they're not a part of this organization. Their opinions don't matter. He didn't say that. He said, well, he won a Super Bowl here, and, you know, he, he knows what it takes um, to, to, get, to get it done, and I think some of the players in his locker room don't, or something to that effect. I was like, er? oh, sorry. Right. <laughs> you know, they came back and raised holy hell, right? Um, mm-hmm. and got a win. And even even if the two point conversion had been converted and they and they and they lost, or even if they had kicked the extra point and then won in overtime or whatever, they still played a better game against one of the better teams. Even though they're not on our par rankings, they're probably they're probably like number seven, right? If we looked at it between yeah. them and maybe yeah. the Rams, right? So they're they're up there. And they played that team, you know, to to the last play of the game and got a win. My question to you, K-Star, as a Steelers fan, and, you know, frankly, you don't need my permission to be a homer, okay? This is your team I'm asking you about, all right? Um, Do you think this gives your team any type of lift, any type of hope, any type of hold on, wait a minute, slow down. Y'all were throwing the sand and the dirt on the casket a little premature, slow your roll. Does, do you think this gives you guys anything to build off of and possibly make a playoff run? For me, it does, because not only did we have that, we also had been apparently probably tell teammates and people, former teammates, that this is likely his last year in Pittsburgh. Right? So now, not only do we have the coach calling the team out, former Super Bowl champions calling team out, but effectively you have, you know, one of the greatest dealers of all time hanging it up after the season and and the team having something else to play for, you know, play for Ben, play for, you know, another uh, part of his legacy. And so when you have a rallying cry like that, I mean, sometimes it's needed, especially for a younger team, for which this team is mostly constructed with. I don't know if you guys saw the Chase Claypool comment where he recommended playing music at practice, which was quickly shot down by Mike Tomlin. But those are the kind of players, age-wise, that, you know, are permeating the team. And so I think when you you give them something to rally for or rally to, uh, an extra 
Pittsburgh, anything like that. I think that's big, and I think that's something they can latch on to and hold on to. The defense played really well. Um, the last two weeks, you know, they've been pretty battered up defensively. We've been starters, and we got T.J. Watt back. So, I mean, for me, it's it's just we can do it. I mean, in terms of making a playoff run, not anything beyond that. Like, there are limitations. There are limiting factors to this yeah. team. Case time. But it's a team can that needs to play Can I interrupt yeah. you? Okay. I, I don't know if maybe you had a long day. Um, you know, uh, maybe you're under the weather. I just asked you, you, passionate Steelers fan, if your team, if this was a, like a, a boost to get your team on a playoff run, then this is what you said. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do what you just did. Oh <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, I think so. I, I think they, they, you know, I think they have a chance. To, yeah, I think they have a chance to do a play. That's that's what you got. What, man, we talking. That, that's what you're talking. You're hey man, hey man. Okay, look. What the? Let, let me. Okay. You, that's what you got. You're right. Now, with my team had a chance. I don't even you believe. You hear my voice. Yeah, it sounds like Listen. your team. It sounds like your team doing worse than my team. That, that, thank you, Trey. Nah, man. All right, we're you making. All right, all right. Play this. We're, we're going to make the fucking playoffs. I no problem. The, the Steelers are going to make the fucking playoffs. But the only reason why you hear some a little bit of my voice being subdued is because on that other first of all, the other news that we are aware of is the Steelers or Big Ben's last season, which is sad because it's been such a great career. And so that part is the part that's a little. And mowed out a little bit. It's, it's, in terms of a playoff run, yeah, we're making the goddamn fucking playoffs, especially Big Ben's last year. This is the rallying cry. We're getting there. I know that for a fact. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me make sure I understood what you just said. Are you trying to tell me that we're going to make the fucking playoffs? Your words. Yes. Well, yes. The, the, sad, the sadness in your voice is about Big Ben retiring next year. Yep. Yeah, after the, Fuck after, after the season, next bro. year. Are you serious <laughs> right now? We're talking about 
Case Stoddard right. got some You're secrets right. we don't know about, man. Got what? You got some cigar weed or some some loud something, you know, some 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 push <laughs> that you got over there or something? Nah, man. Are you nah, blazing? Yeah, right I do with my daughter. I do with my daughter. I do with my daughter in the next room, so I'm gonna go too fucking crazy. But yeah. Okay, well that's hey, that's close the door and, and put a towel underneath it. He said, <laughs> he said, bring the energy. This motherfucker jumped chamomile tea before he came on. What are you doing, bro? Your team is <laughs> in the hunt. Okay, maybe I don't okay. even know if they got. A, I haven't even looked on that side, but be my team. Be me for a day. Yeah, man, look, yeah. I'm gonna save my Cowboys for a little piece to the pick six because I'm pretty sure the Cowboys and the Washington football team are on the pick six. So I'm gonna go into my shit when we get there. But, but yeah, man, I mean, we coming down just in December. I, you know, well, we every year we talk about how fast the season goes by. We're in December now, bro. Like this is it. You know what I'm saying? This is it. This is the home stretch. Race holy hell. Race holy hell in December. That's what it is. They start spoiled because Mike Simon hasn't had a losing record as a head coach in their 15 years. On the other hand, and and Dr. Trump, we've been in some shitholes for for quite some time. (laughs) But your ass don't got spoiled. That's what it is. Yeah, you got some zigzags, endo, some cigarettes, something like that. You just having a good time. <laughs> I told shit, Eric. I told the guys I appreciate the spirit and energy. I just told the guys I appreciate the spirit and energy in which they fought. Um, please don't talk to me about more victories and things of that nature. Uh, that'd be disrespectful to those guys in the room. Uh, we we didn't get the job done. We came up short. Uh, we accept responsibility for that. Um, you know. We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December because we have to. We won't go in the shell. I just told the guys I appreciate the spirit and energy. Right. Western. I, I hit the wrong thing, but y'all got the gist of it. Man, that that <laughs> that clip, every time I hear it, I want to love it. the shoulder pad. The fucking T, you should have played that before my goddamn fucking, you should have played it, you should have played that off rip. My God. I should have. My, my bad, I should have. You should have. Um, my favorite about playing music, and Tomlin said, well, oh he's a wide receiver, and uh, I, I plan the practices, and I think that the der- uh, der- derivation of uh, duties is appropriate. I think we're just going to stick with that. Yes. I'm like, damn. <laughs> he's, like, Yo, he's so awesome. I love Tomlin. Answers. And, uh, you know, Jim- Jimmy Johnson, after five years, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Johnson, one of the few coaches that won a championship in college and in the pros. And after five years said, I retired, not retired, but I left the Cowboys because it is so hard to get a team back up. And we had just won our second Super Bowl, and I really didn't think I had what what it would take to get them up to do it a third time. And I felt it was that was the time to turn it over to somebody else. That's why it wasn't Jerry Jones so much, although Jerry, there was some influence there. But it was more about Jimmy understanding that, hey, we came from 1-15 in 15 to winning two Super Bowls in five years. This team, is in his mind, I think he was wrong, by the way, but that's just my opinion. But he didn't think they would respond. Okay? So... Mike Tomlin, 15 years, not one losing season, and he's still getting the team to respond? That's amazing. 
That's Bill Belichickian uh-huh. level. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like that. You know, that is just that's the guy. I think that's one. He's one of the few coaches that we all, we all would want to coach our team. Every last one of us would take him tomorrow over the coach that we have. I take him in Dallas tomorrow. Bye, Hell yeah. I know Trey would take him. That Bring on my ass. I wish you the best, though, because I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> um, all right. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, JB, you're up. Biggest dub, biggest L. Yes, sir. Big dub, big L brought to you by me, <laughs> JB, of course. So, looking at uh, this week, we will go with the big dub being the Chargers over the Bengals, 41 to 22. There was some other likely candidates, but I do remember Commissioner Chief saying no more honorable mentions. Just bring it, sing it, don't bring it, whatever. I did. So, Chargers over the Bengals because of the fact that we're used to seeing the Chargers swoon this time of year. Bengals still, we feel it. Sometimes we feel as though they're coming, sometimes they're not. And to do it on the road, uh, not the greatest of conditions. It wasn't bad, but you still, it's, no, it's a lot different in Southern California. So big dub goes to the Chargers with that one. The big L is, is the fact that the Vikes lost to the Lions, and, and it's not, it has nothing to do with the Lions per se because we already spoke about that. They play hard. But it's the fact that your, your coach is on the hot seat. Let's just call it like it is. And you've got enough talent on both sides of the ball. Even if, those, even if you're missing some players here and there, there's enough talent on both sides of the ball. To, to get a victory, especially when you're trying to get that, that seven seed. And to uh, come out of that and lose, uh, that's, that's a crushing seat. That, that pretty much, in my opinion, is probably going to take them out. So um, other candidates were worthy, but because of the implications for the bikes, that's my big up for the week. I forgot. What was the big dub again? Big dub was the Chargers over the Bengals in Cincinnati. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that was big. You know, I don't have an issue with either of your picks. I, frankly, this week, and it is not a pick, um, I would have given it to the Cowboys because with the rest of Washington winning and the fact that you're facing Washington, can you imagine Dallas being 7-5 and five, going to Washington to play the Washington football team at 6-6? Six and then they're reeling as it is. That would have been the third loss in a row. Like, and you had to go to um, New Orleans. To, and I just think, you know, and, and I'm really not being a homer. I just think that's huge. Um, you know, eight coaches were out, two players. You had Ari Cooper coming back. Clearly wasn't in shape. And, you know, they had to put him on a pitch count and, you know, he was back his first game in, 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 in three weeks. And, you know, Zeke playing bone bruise in his knee. And, you know, it, 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 it was just so much adversity. Then you're going on the road to play this team in an environment. Some players call that the hardest place to play in the NFL. So between them and Kansas City. And so I, I personally have no issue with you uh, the Chargers over the Bengals, but I just think with everything that was going on, that was such a huge win for Dallas with everything going on with the Cowboys and Oliver. The coach wasn't even there. Wow. Um, relatively convincing victory over a Saints team that has had some marks 
my pick, but like I said, um, you know, I, I can't I argue your pick. I think your pick was a good one too. So Yeah, that that was there was a lot of them that were worthy. That was one of the my mind too. Um so yeah. No, I hear where you're coming from. Um, all right. Um, I know K-Star texted us as Bonafide, but I guess we'll ask him. Uh, bonafide, Bonafront, K-Star? What are we doing? Bonafide, Bonafront, you text now? What the shit is that? What's that? We doing that shit? Dude? We doing it through text now, nigga? What's... Nah, <laughs> bro. We, listen, when I text that, that change? No. Like, just relax. Hey. Hey. I like to be surprised on the show. So, so I look forward to some shit and he sends me through text. Yeah, damn, bro. okay, sorry, man. We, we, shut, we shut the fuck up for a second. Okay, okay. all right, all right. All right. Deontay Johnson. Right. Deontay Johnson was on Bonafide two, week, two weeks ago. Yeah, I, I text you guys Deontay Johnson Bonafide. He was my Bonafide two weeks ago, and he uh, crushed in the Steelers-Ravens game. That's what that was about. So I'm not I'm not you know just dropping them through text. So don't worry, Train. Oh okay okay okay. I they just ruining the moment. Nah man, shout out to Deontay Johnson by the way. Um, my bona fide for this week and and going forward, and he's been a player that I found interesting coming out of college and really his rookie year. But for me, it's Javante Williams. I don't know if you guys watched that Sunday night game and the Chiefs were victorious, but. And nothing to do with Javante Williams' lack of effort. Um, 23 carries, 102 yards, six catches, uh, 76. So, man, total 178 yards in his first career start. Um, he is amongst top three in all metrics for breaking tackles and elusiveness in the NFL. Um, Javante Williams is an absolute monster in college. And uh, him getting that opportunity, is, it's just a precursor for the type of career he's going to have. He's going to be a machine. So, my bona fide is, without doubt, <clears throat> Javante Williams. Um, showing up in a big way on Sunday Night Football and uh, announcing who he is as a player in this league. Okay, and your bonus front? So my bonus front is actually uh, the Baltimore Ravens. So currently they're at eight and four, right? But there's a lot of issues with the Ravens. Uh, aside from losing to my Steelers, um, they've had some very they've had five games won by three points or, or less, but really the big issue with them is their injuries. So they're right now kind of posing as a front runner. They have a great record, uh, second in the AFC. Um, but they're going to have six yards per play. They just lost Marlon Humphreys for the year. Lamar Jackson's not playing well. They lost a tackle for the season. We already know their running backs are on the, on the men. Um, this is a team that I think actually misses the playoffs. Their last five games, the last five games are at Cleveland, again, that they should have lost. First Green Bay at Cincinnati versus the Rams, and they close up the season versus Pittsburgh. I think they, I think this is a team that actually is posing as a playoff team, but actually is going to front, and they will not make the playoffs this season. So for me, it's the Ravens. Well, I admire your, I admire your cojones to predict that the rate. I mean, you get one victory off, it, and now you now, now all of a sudden they're not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> They've had issues all season. Do you guys remember – no, in all seriousness, do you guys remember their win versus Detroit when they had Reclyde on a 68-yard field goal to win that game? Bro, 
I feel you. I understand where you're coming from when you bring up the Detroit Pharisees, but come on, man. <laughs> they lost to Cincinnati 41-17. They lost to got destroyed on Thursday Night Football by the Dolphins. You know, this and team is, is imploding, bro. And and they and and they and they almost caught you guys with a fingertip catch. That's true. Just, I'm just saying they not they just they don't they yeah. don't seem like they run to me. <laughs> if Mark Andrews makes a catch, your team is under five hundred and you're you're singing the blues and the Ravens are the number one seed in the in the <laughs> You know what I mean? So, so. Oh, so literally a few inches, that's what she said, is a difference. <laughs> but if he makes that catch, 21-20, I think there was maybe 12 seconds left or something. Or was, I don't remember. Yeah. But they would have won the game. Yeah, game was over. They would have won the game. And now they're sitting four to nine and three. They're the number one seed in the AFC, and your team is up to 500, and you're singing the blue. So it was literally that that, that difference, and now you're saying I still think they would. I still think they would have. I still think they would have fallen on the face on the stretch even if they won that game. Though. They got a lot of issues, man. Those injury, those injuries are piling up. They just lost Marlon freaking Humphreys, dude. Like one of their only healthy corners who is an absolute machine, like. This team, it's not to do with the person. It's not to do with the actual team structure. It's to do with the the famine, the the fragility of these injuries that they're going through. This team is just falling apart. You know, it's not an indictment against Harbaugh. It's not an indictment against Lamar. It's an indictment against the team circumstance and the injury that the team has sustained. So you don't you don't think Lamar Jackson can get back on an MVP run? You think no. that's just you don't think. Capable. Now with the way the team is set up, no. His his play has gone off the last few weeks pretty heavily, and it's it's for a reason, man. They lost their their tackles for the season. Like they are getting pressure on almost every play versus Baltimore. Whoever's playing Baltimore, they are getting immense pressure. This is not sustainable for Lamar Jackson to, to have a productive rest of the year. You're talking about them like they're four and eight, and not eight and four, not a half a game. <laughs> Not a half a game out of number one seed in the AFC. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess if you look, you will find. But you know, they came out of first place in the in the whole AFC. And Jackson is a former MVP of the league. Not like he's thirty five. He's still what twenty six. So I think dealing with injuries this time. But you know, we've seen what a good quarterback can. To any team, you know, is the you know Patrick Mahomes, right? Think he's done for the year, or, or you know, could he over there? And I know he hasn't been playing well either. You think he could write the ship? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to? Like, there's certain yeah, quarterbacks, I just, my, and Lamar is in that category. I I I think I I, I hear you, but I think we're going to be playing this back. It's going to be the next soundbite from uh, Kickstarter that we play back. Get what we say. <laughs> All right. That's what I think. We'll see. But that's okay. I admire your courage. Thank you. You're going to be a All hero right. one day, man. 
<laughs> you what? Let's wrap. You're going to be a hero this. one day. You part crazy. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's do the last segment. Let's wrap up with the last segment, our favorite segment of the night. And I promise to get into to to, to I'm I'm going I'm going to show you what it means to show some emotion get to the Cowboys and the and the I keep wanting to say Washington football team but Dr. Trent you're on with the pick six woo woo all right man this is what we this is why we call in on Tuesdays just like six months here we go um oh God, that's not right I don't know. It's weird. That shouldn't be fixing. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. All right. So uh, I'll let you guys see the results of old, but I'm just going to go straight to the overall results of today since we went past two weeks. So overall, little bit brother Jay has found his way to number one. It's unfortunate, but it's okay. It's okay. There's still time. <laughs> so his two picks. Ahead of me in the number one spot at 45 and 33. A follow-up at number two at 43 and 35. K-Star had a really good week last week going five and one, which put him back at number three because T had actually leapfrogged him the week before. Uh, well, but, wait, was that, uh, what, what, what happened yeah, the week before? I missed that. You, you leapfrogged K-Star the week before to number oh, three just check overall. It. And then he leapfrogged that. That's all right. That's all so, right. What's the overall record? So your overall record is 42 and 36. T's overall record is 40 and 38. So five games separate one to four. I'm one game back. Hey, we're all over 500. That's yeah, yeah. All over 500. Uh, K-Star, you got three games back from the top. Oh, okay. So what's up with you? It was- you said you had 46. 42 and 36. Jays is 45 and 33. Oh, okay, well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now, on to what we've all been waiting for. Pick six for this weekend. Man, this is this is a really good lineup. I like this lineup. Like, somebody ought to fuck up some picks this week lineup. I might get all this shit wrong. Uh, okay. Hey, the first... First up to bat, <laughs> yours truly. Go ahead and get to the stage. The eight and four Cowboys are going to visit the six and six WTF. No, I'm sorry, WFT. I really wish it was WTF. That would shit would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> led by Tyler, led, led by Heineke. So, um, um, can't start. Who you have, man? I like the Cowboys, man. I mean, let's just be real with this game. I don't think anyone's picking against the Cowboys. This ought to be a good one, man. I will, I will take the Cowboys myself. Um, Floyd Brothers, uh, who do y'all have? You know good and damn well who um, do you got. <laughs> J- J- if you don't mind, I'd like a moment here, if you don't mind. No, go right ahead, Floyd. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it, my brother. Um, Hey, look here, man. This is the game of the season for the Cowboys right here. Okay, this is the one. This is the game, all right, because 
Hey, started off hot out the boxes. Played Tampa. Um, left left to go a little too much time. He came back and got a late victory. Then wheeled off six straight to go up to six and one. Then faltered a little bit. Lost the out of four. Came back. Got a nice victory in New Orleans. People want to dissect this and that. You know, the offense didn't look the same. Zeke is looking old. Hey, shut the fuck up. A win is a win. I don't care if you win 30 to 29 or 30 to nothing. At the end of the season, they tally wins and losses, not quality wins and quality losses, not sexy wins and sexy losses. It's wins and losses. That's it. No one cares, right? No one cares. No one cares. So, Dallas, here's the deal. Cowboy fans, NFL, here's the deal. This is the game. You are going into hostile territory to play an inferior team. And let's be clear, on no level is this team as good. The quarterback is not as good. The offense is not as good. The defense, while while decent, still isn't as good as the Cowboys, who are getting back. Neville Gallimore, who's a pretty good uh, passer. Randy Gregory, who we all know is a stud defensive. Just got back to Marcus Lawrence. Did he make a difference? Yeah, damn right he did. Still got that mean man, that guy who I said early in the season, I don't know, guys, I'm starting to see a little LT here. I mean, I know it's sacrilegious to compare a guy to LT, but I'm comparing him as a rookie to LT as a rookie. And guess what? 12 games into a 13-week season, I still see the comparison. The man's a monster. The man's a beast. Then, while he will give up some yards, be careful throwing at him because he leaves the league in picks. Okay? And then we got KZ back there and Kirsten. Man, this team is looking good. But it don't matter if you don't get it done. And let me just say this. You want to talk about being a homer. You want to talk about going out and taking your balls and putting them on the table and giving somebody a hammer? Here's what I'm going to tell you. If the Cowboys win on Sunday, if they win on Sunday, the only game that I would say it could go either way after Sunday is the game against the Cardinals. And I still think we'll win that one. I think the Cowboys win Sunday to run the table. Cardinals game is going to be a good one, but it's in Dallas. Okay? They went on Sunday, they run the table. Remember I said it first. They went on Sunday, they go to 9-4. Nine, nine and four. They got four games left. They're going to win all four. They're going to end the season 13-4. Is that enough to get a number one seed? I don't know. I don't care. They went on Sunday, they run the table. We get healthy at the right time. Back, I'm telling you, that calf wasn't healed. Healed now. He gonna we, watch, watch how many off, get the first down and get the touchdown on Sunday. Oh, they're coming to play on Sunday. This ain't no joke. This ain't gonna be. This ain't gonna be. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving Day. This ain't gonna be Denver. And that bullshit. They going to play Washington. This this Washington week. We hate them and they hate us. We coming to play. We coming to get in that ass. As my brother would say, we get that ass like what, JB? Like tissue. Two five, baby. That's what we do. We getting in that ass like tissue. And we are gonna be I don't I'm not gonna predict a blowout. I'm not gonna predict a close game. I'm not gonna I don't care. I'm gonna predict a win. Mark my words. And hey, you know what? 
I'm prepared to give y'all the hammer, and I'll put my nuts on the table if we lose. Okay? But we're going to get this win. It's going to be beginning of a number run that's going to propel us into the playoffs, and then look out. And look out. Look out. Hey, T. Okay, that's all I got. Hold on, can I, can I real quick interject? I just want to make you guys aware of something that I thought was, that you guys would find interesting. Um, you guys know who Greg Cosell is, right? Cosell is, right? Yeah. So he's an analyst on, yeah, on, on NFL matchup, on ESPN NFL yeah. matchup. So he actually – Yeah, he made the case. I remember how – That Mika Parsons – Look, it don't sound like – Yeah. Yeah. He made the case that Mika Parsons is actually the best edge rusher in the NFL right now. And he showed and highlighted several examples to kind of back that up. Um, but that just goes to show you uh, that the film is also telling a very similar story about Mika Parsons and how he's just an absolute elite player in this, in this league. So you guys would, would like to know that uh, he uh, yeah, is graded as the elite, best pass rusher in the league right now, according to Great Hotel. Great Hotel. Got, he got he got ten sacks as a you know he, 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 the guys like I said I told y'all weeks ago I see LT I see rookie LT right there and so far so good so uh, before we give it back to Train JB did you want to add anything? Nope, I'm just gonna leave it just like that. All right, Train, it's back to you, bro. All right. So, uh, Cowboys are winning and running the table. This is got something to look forward to. Sweet. Um, be drinking on those shows. So, um, <laughs> number two. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Hey, Trent. Next, yeah. next Tuesday, you're off, right? I am off, yes. Okay. So, I propose that the Madden Voice have a cocktail next Tuesday night, okay? I'm going to have one. I propose that the other three hosts, y'all home, you ain't got to get drunk, have a cocktail. Let's all have a cocktail next Tuesday night. Throwing that out there. Okay, Frank, go ahead. Do it, no doubt. I'm down for that. All right, here we go. So, uh, number two, uh, another divisional matchup. Man, this will be, gosh, one of my good friends. This is a good friend's team, and then, oh, God. So the six and six Raiders are traveling to the eight and four Chiefs. This is not a shoe in for the Chiefs, y'all guys. Please understand it. This is like a serious game. But with all that said, is anybody picking the Raiders? I repeat, this is not a shoe in for the Chiefs. But we are all in on Kansas City for this. <laughs> He's trying. He's trying to get somebody to. Buy. <laughs> All right. I ain't All right. A rat poison. What, go ahead, break. What did you say, Jay? I ain't taking your rat poison. <laughs> so, number three. Number three. Number three, we got the Boner Front, eight and four Ravens, you know, because they down a defensive back. They ain't got their running back. Lamar Jackson don't know what he's doing, according to K-Star Press. Right. Uh, Traveling to the <laughs> six and six, <laughs> the six and six Brown. Um, well, K Star, I mean, who, who, who do you have? 
Clearly not the not the bona fide Ravens, but tell us who you have. Yeah, I like the Browns, man. So Ronnie Staley out for the Ravens. You got Miles Garrett on the mismatch. You uh, they had a really close game last time they played a couple weeks ago uh, in Baltimore. I think that uh, they uh, get their revenge in Cleveland. I like the Browns. All right, Jay, who you with? I'm actually just going to be bona front, then I'm going to go with the Ravens. Given the fact that they almost beat the Steelers, uh, even though Humphrey's out, or Patricia, but the Ravens going to pull it out, man. Uh, T. Uh, yeah, I got the Ravens. All right, I'm going to take them, uh, them bona front Ravens and uh, the will be down a lot. Here we go, baby. Let's do it. All right, we're in there. Bone front reasons for the dub because they're bone front. <laughs> well, 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 you always bring us one every week, man. We can count on you. All right, next. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm coming up on this game. <laughs> I'm good next, with that. We got my dark horse team, six and six Niners. Uh. Traveling to the seven and five Bengals, man, you know, you know. T, who you got? I got your Darko's team in a, in a mild upset. I'm going with the Niners. Jay, uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals on this one. J Star, who you got, man? Yeah, I like Cincinnati. Right. Uh, this is such a tough one. It is. I don't think we'll know Bosa injuries to Astros. They came close to winning this game this week against Seattle. Ooh, Bengals didn't look good. I'm going to go with my dark horse for right now. Get them get themselves in the right position because that is a truly tough division. Man, see, I don't know what the hell is wrong with them this year. They are, Lord have mercy. No better What's than wrong with Seattle is doesn't want to be there. Okay, you say proceed. Is what Russell Wilson does not want to be there. Mm. Mm. Okay, all right, all right. Russell Wilson looking for a new team. All right. Oh yeah. Uh, number five. Well, you could. Book- he will be with a new team next year. Book it. Go ahead. All right. T puts another nut on the table with Russell Wilson going to a new team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of time. <laughs> Two bold predictions, one hammer, no more nuts. <laughs> All right. So the fifth game, also a good one, man. You know, we got the seven and five led by Rifle Cannon. Josh Allen Beals traveling to Tampa Bay to face the GOAT himself, 9-3 and three Buccaneers. Holy shit. Jay, please tell us who's going to get this one. Tampa time. It's going to be Bucks all day. Bucks all day. All right. Um. Yeah, it's December, man. I'm going with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. T. So let me be there. I want Buffalo to win. 
but I am picking Tampa Bay, okay? I don't think they will, but I would like to see them win. But I don't think I don't think they're going to go into uh, – if there was any other team that they were trying to maybe um, the, the, the Patriots <laughs> and, and the Bucks, right? I don't think they could – I think they're going to be pissed off and want to make a statement, but I don't think to be to beat the Bucks. But I'd be quite happy if they did. All right. And T, I'm with you. I want the Bucks again. I want the Bucks to win, you know. This is a good chance as any to catch up to little big brother Jay. So I'm going to take the Bills. I was actually pulling for the Bills last night too, man. I thought they was really going to get it in there because they were close. But, oh, well, shit happens. I'm going to take them this week. Last but not least, this is probably uh, – shit, they're all games of the week, to be honest. These are all really tough games. But this one really – this one is just a, it's another good one. We got the 8-4 and four Rams. Um Monday night football, traveling to ten and two Cardinals, uh, who according to Little Brother Jay was the reason is not the best team in the NFL. Make sure we book that. So, Jay, who do you have? I'm gonna go with the Rams on this one. Um Cardinals clearly beat them in LA earlier in the year, and I don't think the Rams forgot about that much. I think they're gonna come back and try to return the favor. I'm gonna take the Rams. All right, uh, T, we win. Oh, boy. So, you know, the Rams went all in. The moves that they made and the draft picks they, they gave away, and it has not worked out. And it really can't build. You just can't. Um, it, it is rare. It is rare in sports that you're able to um, But at the same time, I'm I'm not old on the Cardinals still, so I'm I'm really torn. So this one in Arizona, not in Arizona, a difference. Not that it's much of a difference because fans will travel down in that section of the country better than anybody trained. Um, mm-hmm. really, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I might change my mind, but I'm gonna go with the Rams. I. Something tells me they're not, but they just—they just—they've gone all in, and they're just—they're—they're going to regret what they've done this season. But right now, I because I don't believe in Arizona overall. I'm going to go, you know, what it would be a a minor upset. I'm going to go with the Rams. Okay, star. Um. Great game. Uh, I'm going to go with, for now, it's subject to change. I'm going to go with Arizona right now. Uh, I agree with a lot of what he is saying. Uh, I think it's probably the Von Miller and Donald have to show up game to contain Kyler, but, you know, the combination of, of how the Cardinals run the ball, how they defend, um, and the, of course, play of Kyler Murray near an MVP level, I'm going to go with Arizona. Listen, I ain't saying Arizona beating us is some uh, special thing. For Arizona, because it really wasn't. We got off, but it was my chance to truly see this team play, and uh, I, I just like the way they get after the ball on defense and offensively. Shit, it is all Kyler. I mean, it's the tiniest thing on the field, just running. I never seen them do legs move so fast, man. Like, 
I mean, it's like a miniature. <laughs> it's, it's weird, it's crazy, man. isn't it? It's gosh. Uh, but they they are all they 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 are sold out. You know, it's another it'll another be another week back for 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 D Hop and uh, you know he let his presence be known early. Welcome to the lead, Jalen Johnson. Next time you learn not to press D Hop so hard and get it get it do some room. Should keep him in front of you. You will get toasted. Uh, with that said, man, I'm I'm gonna take the cards. And ladies and gentlemen, that is your pick six uh, for week fourteen. Email sent now. Okay. All right. Um, last thing for me, and then final thoughts. Um, just want to acknowledge today uh, anniversary of the Harbor. Um, so, um, you know, just. Uh, uh, as as the uh, I want I don't remember who the president was. Was it Truman? A day that'll live uh, in infamy. Um, if you've never seen the movie, I believe the movie is called Pearl Harbor with Ben Affleck. It's really good. Yes. Yes. And I would have. It's probably going to be playing all week, so I'm sure you'll be able to catch it on some channel. You know, FX or maybe even on Netflix. You know, you know they like they're good at bringing relevant movies back for a couple of weeks at a time. So I would highly recommend it. Um, okay, so uh, let's go with final thoughts and let's start with JB. Final thoughts. Um, getting into the last stretch of the season. Enjoy it. I know train you're looking forward to next year, but. Um, you got a lot to look forward to when uh, Fields get back, so we'll, we'll be um, wishing you well. Stay star. We'll move on. Um, just enjoy the game and uh, look forward to next week. Okay, star. Looking forward to Thursday night. See us have a great opportunity versus the Minnesota Vikings. I think we win. Um, I think we continue to build on the uh, Big Ben goodbye theme, and uh, really hope we do. I can't wait to watch Thursday night football for uh, first time in a while. Okay, Dr. Train. The Chicago Bears are a 12.5 underdog to the Packers on Sunday night. What the fuck did they keep us on Sunday night? They didn't even flex that shit. The NFL some assholes, I'm telling you, for real. There's some pretty assholes that leave us out there so everybody can see us. I could have just watched that shit 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'd have been good to see somebody else on Sunday night football. But no, I got to wait to watch that shit Sunday night. It is, it is what it is. Can y'all just, you know, lose by like seven just so we can say we didn't lose by 12 and a half? That, that would be nice. No, nah, I'm not nagging him. He sucks. Where's huh? the game at? Oh, where's the game? It damn sure ain't in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) The worst place we can ever play at. That's where that's where it is. Train is Justin Fields playing. playing. Justin Fields playing. I hope so. He threw last week, but he didn't play last week. So I haven't I haven't seen the latest reports, but I really hope he is playing. I don't want to see Andy Dalton. Yeah. That dude is a fucking atrocious right now. Oh, prime time. Sorry. My God. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
other thing, a couple of things I'll say in my uh, in, in 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 the last words is uh, on the uh, Peyton and Eli uh, version of the game. One of the things, a couple couple of things I saw on there is for me. So they had a keep to leave on there, and keep to leave said uh, people always talk about the Patriots being a hard place, you know, being you no know, Belichick being tough, but he literally broke Belichick down to three things, uh, but said some don't be late to practice. <laughs> uh, gosh, I forget all three things. But literally, he just broke them down to three things, and then as long as you do those, Belichick is good with you. I was like, okay, that's some insight that I would not have known. Yeah, but he loved he, he loved Belichick. Yeah, I thought that yeah. too. It was uh, yeah. Don't be late for practice. Make sure you you're well prepared for the game, and uh, there's some other thing too. But yeah, it was uh, yeah. pretty clean, and he loved him. Yeah, and. uh he was like, people was coming to onesies. He's like, he didn't give a shit as long as you were there. <laughs> I didn't wear what you wear. Uh, and the last thing that tripped me out on the show was, uh, uh, so Peyton said he called he called Matt Jones during the week that he was preparing for the game. And so he said, Matt Jones got back to him and said, hey, man, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't look at my phone through the week. And so Eli was like, what are you doing? He's preparing for the game. He's going to have time to talk to you. Don't call the man while he's preparing for the week. And he just went in on Peyton for like a good two minutes. I just thought it was hilarious. But that's about as much as I could stand watching them. I, could, I couldn't watch them the whole game. Because it's like, I don't watch, want to watch someone else sit on their couch watching the game. I could watch myself. But uh, outside of that, I, like that, I really hope to see Justin Fields for the rest of the season. I just don't want to see Dalton. And um, yeah. Okay. Um, one thing to think about: this is your game is a it is a classic trap game for the Packers. Home game against an inferior team that's not going to the playoffs. You've got everything going your way, and they've got nothing going their way. It's a classic trap game. So. Don't be surprised to see that game go into the fourth quarter close. Um, you know, when a team when a team is is pretty clear that they're not going into the postseason, sometimes games like this become their Super Bowl. Don't be surprised. Is it likely? Probably not. But hey, anything that you know, anything, anything can happen. Um, right. Um, I'm on. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I I. I I guess the only thing I really wanted to say, I don't believe I've said it on the show yet, um, and I'm pretty sure that you guys saw the Facebook post, but um, just just to, just to make it officially totally public, uh, my daughter is pregnant and um, will be having her first child, um, my first grandchild, and, uh, uh, you know, my brother's first great um, due sometime in late June, and uh, we're all excited and happy, and it's a new phase of life for all of us, you know, first, you know, haven't had babies in, around in, in, in a while since, uh, well, even when Jay's daughter was a baby, he was down in Atlanta, so it really wasn't the same, like when my kids were babies and everybody was around, um, so it, it, it ought to be very fun and very interesting to be a grandparent, and I'm excited and I'm happy. And um, 
Y'all can say congratulations anytime you want. Really, you can. Anytime you want. Hey, man, I actually wanted to congratulate you, but I didn't ask me to put that out there publicly first. So congratulations, Steve. Um, hey, man, we just leave me uh, shut up. But, uh, congratulations, brother. That is, uh, yeah, bro, congratulations. <laughs> it's always fun to have new life. So congratulations, yes. man. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, um, yeah, other than that, I don't got anything else. Uh, football season, right? You know, the, the games are – the games – you know, believe it or not, we're we're going into week 14 of 18, <laughs> just like that. Uh, fantasy football playoffs are coming. I won't be any of them. Thank you very much. Um, so, hey, enjoy football Thursday night, Sunday, Sunday night, Monday night. Enjoy it because you're blinking. We're going to be into January, and it's going to be playoff time. So on, on that note, for K-Star, for JB, and for Dr. Train, thank you for tuning in to the Mad Voice. We will see you next Tuesday night, and remember what we always say, all fuse are settled on the field. Good night, everybody.